Yay, Christmas. Oh, can we have sound effects? Do you know what? I think we might be able to, yeah. I might also, I mean, you'll know by the time you're hearing this, may also have a Christmassy version of the theme tune slash Christmas music. <laughs> Welcome to episode 12. It's our Christmas episode. Anyway. So, like, normally, I'm super Christmassy. I am, like, the Christmasiest person ever. I have my tree up from, like, mid-November. But I'm not, so fairly unsurprisingly, not exactly feeling it this year because I'm still out here, like, in the heat and everything. However, Netflix has been targeting me with all of its Christmas ads, and I've now reached the point where I'm a little bit homesick for the cold and winter and snowy things, and I've watched a couple of Christmas movies, and I'm starting to feel it. And then, by the time you hear this, I will have gone and got my Christmas tree, which I have to go get from uh, Dodgy Market in uh, Minshew, uh, Christmas decorations, and we will also have gone and played a Christmas Christmas gig, uh, our band that we've been practicing with here. We're going to do a gig, and we have oh, sorry, hang Christmas on. numbers prepared you're in a, for everyone. You're in a band. Hang on, what? Yes, you're in a band in Egypt. Yes, we're good. Yes, we're called the Yalamin Foes. It's all expats. Um, I'm sort of tagging along. I play the tabla badly. The tabla? Um, you play, you play yeah, the tabla. Play, no, the tabla. The tabla. The traditional tabla? Egyptian instrument. Right. The tabla's a drum. Um, yeah, no, so they were already oh, kind of all together. The, I, I've joined in since then. a drum. He can just Well, do you know that. what? He can, he can do Yeah, time. like, he can just it was that. a little bit like here, pass, pass him, but actually everything is infinitely better with the drum. So we did one gig at our kind of Halloween uh, Guy Fawkes uh, party, which is quite eventful. We had a Guy Fawkes, mini Guy Fawkes competition where we everyone had to bring one to burn and there was a competition and we burned an effigy of Donald Trump, which went down super well with everyone except for the guy that had Donald Trump trainers and Ooh. from the American school and yeah and uh, and then the other one so it was a, it was a costume party and we, I was introduced to uh, my host's head of department who I'd heard much about but never met and she was dressed as the angel of death so if you imagine like uh, she's a little bit Helen Mirren-esque and she was in a long black kind of flowing gothic thing with a black veil and white hair very intimidating <laughs> genuinely looked like the angel of death appearing and then she was like they announced the, uh, the competition she's like oh I've got mine here it's full of guns gunpowder and then took it off over to the barbecue (laughs) it's full of gunpowder took it off over to the uh, to the barbecue where we were burning the effigies and then proceeded to hide behind a pillar so I sort of emerged as they're putting this gunpowder filled uh, guy onto the onto the barbecue to burn and the angel of death is sort of like appearing beside a pillar and then quietly like hiding behind it and I was like this is like final destination this is all gonna go very wrong Um, and it didn't it was fine it just blew up with some sparkles and sparks and it was all very exciting and we won. Okay. So that, dear listener, was in a short, I'm in Halloween a band. <laughs> story at the start of our Christmas episode. I know, I know. Sorry, yes. Uh, but no, so we are doing our second gig. Uh, we'll have done our second gig by the time you hear this. And we have a lovely rendition of uh, Santa Baby and uh, Fairy Tale of New York planned, slash, okay. have already performed. Uh, I, I had Fairy Tale of New York sung at me the other day for the first time. Did you? Of this year. Yeah. Was it being sung at you or was someone just calling you a faggot out of a car? No. It was being sung by the lesbian at work at me oh, okay. at the uh, at Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park. Um, mm-hmm. We went for a, a work social there. Do you know what? She'd had a few drinks. And so I didn't mind it when she said, you scumbag, you faggot, you cheap, lazy maggot. And I just looked at her and she was like, what? And I was like, you got the words wrong. <laughs> it sort of loses its its um, its sting. You know, it's like 
It's like whenever there's anti-LGBT protesters and they've got a typo on their sign. Yeah, mm. it just it just loses the sting a little bit. Anyway, so I how do I, as a straw poll without getting anywhere into the depths of the politics of it? How do you feel about it? About them using that word in it and like various people recently, like last year, the people were talking about it getting banned and changing the words and stuff like that. I don't care. No, me neither. I, um, it sounds wrong without it in that in that song. I've had many debates about this with people over the years. One of my exes really hits it. Like right. he, he, his, and, and I agree with his point that whatever the the word faggot is said with such passion, and it's mm. really emphasised by everyone who sings it. You know, it's the only line everyone knows in the whole song. But it, it just is memorable. I mean, yeah, I don't like I, it no, when I like, I, I've understand. known straight people just use it as an excuse to sing it loudly at someone. But aside from that, I'm just like, yeah. I, I I would like no one to ever say the word. I understand, like, you know, the black community reclaiming the N-word. Uh, so we should reclaim mm. faggot. I don't want to reclaim it. I just want it to go away. I think that mm. if you you can reclaim it as much as you want, but people are still going to use it who shouldn't be using it, who are going to use it in a derogatory way, I think it should just go away. Having said all of that, it's in a song that pops up every 12 months and everyone loves the song and I can't work out if they love it because they get to say faggot or because it's fun. The thing is, I think if you take it out, it somehow becomes more obvious. Everyone knows it becomes, that's yes. where that word is in the song. So then it becomes this, like, I don't know, it becomes more conspicuous by its absence somehow. It's, it's so they, Radio 1 removed it a few years ago. Um, the song or the word? The, the word. They, they said they would only play an edited version. Right. And... They got a huge backlash. Now, that was maybe, like... It might even have been 10 years ago, actually. Um, It was a long time. Uh, I wonder what would happen now with all of the cancel culture. I mean, there was lots of millennials talking about how um, racist and sexist um, and monocultured Friends was. Oh, that, yeah. When Mm. it came onto Netflix, but apparently it's the most streamed show on Netflix. Yeah. Anyway, Christmas! I I would like to... There's a bit of songs there I would like to... My my favorite thing that I've just seen I've seen recently I've just sent you it through is a church in America that have rewritten um, God rest you merry gentlemen and they've got three extra verses that are basically aimed at everyone else um, it's God rest you merry gentlemen God rest you uh, also women uh, God rest you uh, queer and questioning um, and God rest your mind O humankind and I I love it it's just it's very Christmassy and very sweet um, and I, especially sweet that it's come from a church I think rather mm. than from um, from someone just rewriting the lyrics um, and if I can I, I don't know if anyone's recorded it being sung anywhere I might try and uh, ring the podcast out on that if I can But if only you knew someone in a band I'm Matthew. not singing it so it's Christmas it's episode 12 and yeah. it is it's a nice numerical it's positioning ni- for yeah, 12 days 12, of Christmas 12 days of Christmas 12 episodes that's nice uh, I'm putting my tree up this afternoon. Um, oh, when we finish three weeks this. ago for the purposes of Sorry, listening yes. to this, yeah. So yeah, so I'm going to put my tree up because uh, it is the first of December when we're recording this, mm-hmm. and therefore it is legitimate. And I'd just like mm-hmm. to say to the four different flats that I can see who live opposite me that they were too early. <laughs> my housemate has had it up for three weeks. Yeah, too early. 
Though, so for context there, though, we used to have a Halloween tree, so we kind of had to transition mid-November because otherwise you just had an empty tree doing nothing or a Halloween tree hanging around too long. Yeah. Or just don't have a Halloween tree. Incorrect answer. Controversial. Shall we move on to the main chat? No, no, hang on. <laughs> we need to discuss the fact that oh, since, last okay, year, yes, since last year, since last year, I've acquired an extra sofa, which has removed... Yes, you have. Which has removed Christmas tree space in the living room. No, 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 no. I've been in your living room. You still have space to walk around, so you have space for a tree. Yeah, I know. But I don't it, care if it gets in the way of everything. It's, it's quite fine. a big tree. How big a tree is it? Oh, it's a six-footer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, even I'm not that committed. Um, I want... A, I'm 5'11". I want my tree to be taller than me. Get over it, okay? <sighs> but I do need to work out, basically, do I move a bookcase or... Okay. Do I just accept that I'm definitely not going to watch TV for the next month? Because I very rarely watch TV. You don't television. watch TV anyways. I you know, don't watch TV. Just, but just put your tree up. When my partner turns up, he quite often will put the TV on. He's the only one. I'll who... just have sex with him instead. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, find out, we'll find out later this afternoon and maybe there'll be a picture. You can post it. the picture. Maybe there'll yeah. be a picture. Exactly. Don't know. So, I will yeah. not have one this year, which is very upsetting. Well, you will. You just told me putting that, up... that you're going no, to the but like, to buy one. When I say a Christmas tree, I mean a Christmas tree. I have, like, a chest full of carefully curated decorations. We are going to have a three-footer Christmas tree wrapped in four bits of tinsel here. That is not a Christmas tree. That is not the dedication that Christmas requires. Okay, well, this is something that we, I wanted to discuss. Is gays doing Christmas? Look, it's it's the closest lots and lots of gays get to drag. That like, is fair. They don't quite have the nerve to drag themselves up. So, so they're going to make a tree. a tree look awful. I'm going to make a tree look fabulous. Awful. Fabulous. Um, no, I, I think... I don't know. Oh, I think that's the, not judgment, um, by the way. I do... Like, go on. Well, I find that the more expensive the tree ornament, yeah, the worse the it is. No, the worse it is. I know. Have you... You've got to go to Poundland. you got to go to Tiger. You've, I sort of agree, yeah. You've got, it's, got to be, it's got to be a visual assault. Yeah, Every I mean, my housemate has spent probably a good a thousand pound on his decorations, I think. Uh, he, and I'll just leave that sentence hanging. I hope he's got um, a receipt. Yeah, I genuinely, so like, this this actually segues into what we're going to talk about with um, uh, the main chat. But actually, in slight seriousness, I think some of the appeal for it is that Christmas is like a, tra- it's like a tradition that, that's rooted right back into kind of family and the sense of home and all these kind of homeliness and coziness and all these kinds of things. So it's really appealing, I think, for a lot of gay people to want to kind of create that. And it's something that you can create just with aesthetic. You can just put stuff up, you can make something look like something, and then as soon as you've made it look like that, you feel like that. And I think mm. that's actually really powerful, and I think that's quite... I think that's an underlying thing why a lot of us really, really like Christmas because we get to kind of you build that, you know, you build that sense of childhood and family and all this kind of thing. You can just make it with some tinsel on a tree, and it's it's wonderful. Okay. Tangentially as well, I have a friend, um, and this is my favourite thing. I've, I've utterly stolen this from them, um, and again, it's actually the same same thing I mentioned in the last podcast. The writer Nathan Burgoyne, and he uh, he's done a thing for years and years and years. But every year, he buys or acquires or makes or is given is gifted one Christmas tree decoration that kind of represents the year. Okay. And so when he comes to kind of when he comes to unboxing the Christmas tree, it's that it's like an experience of going back through memory lane because each ornament you're putting on is a is a an ornament for the year. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of stolen that. I've been trying to do that for the last three years. I've got one for each year um, so far. And it is, it's gen- it's really cool. It just, yeah. Christmas is trite and tacky and all those sorts of things, but it's also not. And I, I, I kind of love that. Okay, cool. Well, I might try and go to Tiger this afternoon or Pineland yeah. and, uh, and just destroy them. 
Basically. Oh, I miss Tiger. I'm, gonna, I'm sad that I haven't got to go to Tiger in its Christmas season. I mean, it'll still be going on the 20th when you're back, when this episode's out. I, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in for two day, I'm in for two hours, and I've got that two hours I've got to get to the train, to the last train home, oh. which is very Christmassy. Race, race across the London, hopefully to a, a booming pop soundtrack to get the last train home up to my family. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Next... The main, the main point. <laughs> um, this isn't even. I, it's not even really a discussion. It's just. I just wanted to like take. This is just a thing that has come up for me year and year on year, and um, and kind of how I feel about it. And it's just. It comes up for so many people, uh, especially queer people, coming up to Christmas, which is just going home to your family, and whether that's a positive thing or not. And like for loads, loads of people, it's just not. Like you, your family aren't necessarily the people who you are closest to, and that can be everywhere on a spectrum from you just don't quite fit in with them through to you know you really aren't welcome or they're openly homophobic or you're going to come away feeling so much worse for it. Mm. And I think like just one of the most beautiful things about any kind of about being queer and about being all those kinds of things is actually just that that's the the, the queer family or found family, whatever you want to call it. Which is how your actual biological family don't need to be those people for you. That you can create, you create your own circles and your own support networks, and they are the people that are kind of there for you instead of the family that you go home. And I, 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 I love Christmas. I love going home to my family. I get on with my family. But as we've established through, does your mother know? And some of the other anecdotes we've told, and especially last week's does your mother know? They don't actually know that much about me. I'm still always the. Uh, I keep a lot of cards close to my chest, mm-hmm. and you know I don't slot in with those and it's great to go back and it's great on a superficial level but like it's not they're not the family they're not the family that are ultimately the family that matter to me and I think that's probably something that's true for a lot of queer people and maybe resonates with a lot of queer people and it makes Christmas complicated for some people yeah. and I think um, the only thing that I always just kind of want to say though is you don't actually have to you don't have to go back to family you don't have to go be part of something that might harm you or make you feel worse about it just because there's a tradition there because when you are part of a queer space you can build your traditions with other people and they can be your family as well mm-hmm. and that's it that's all I kind of really yeah. want to say on it I just it's um, it resonates with it's the one thing that resonates with me hugely and especially at Christmas I think so uh, like you I, I get on with my family I, they know more about me than yours do about you and yes as we have established a great length over 12 episodes we um, but like they, uh, I, I really you know, love spending time with them. Um, my parents live back in Northern Ireland. My, one of my brothers lives out in Asia. And my other brother lives in England. But there are only 10 days a year at most. Maybe some, some years, maybe like four or five days when we are all together. Those, those are five or 10 days in a row. Everything is mm. you know, compressed into, into this time. So this year we've got Christmas Day uh, with our family, everyone together, uh, which is which is excellent, and we're all very excited about it. What I I love the idea of foreign families. I love the idea, and I'm I'm so pleased that it's something that just happens organically. I don't. I think it's a very queer thing because mm-hmm. even if like we've discussed, my family was pretty accepting whenever I came out, but the there was still the sort of trepidation what are they going to think there's still the yeah but i'm not like you so Mm. you can't relate to this thing or i'm going to say this word and you don't know what it means so that allows 
some connection with somebody else who whose parents were very homophobic or were just mm. sort of slightly homophobic or who, for whatever reason, don't feel that they can be who they are in front of um, close family members. So they go and they find the family that they want. It's one of the things... I don't know if we talked about it or not, actually, during Tales of the City, but it's one of the things that I really, really did like about Tales of the City. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, especially it's, the Netflix the version, element. was that, you know, this mm. is their family and none of them are related, but, you know, this is the family that they find, this is the family they chose. Um, what I will say is I've only ever done one Christmas away from my family, um, right. and it was a few years ago, and... I can't remember. It was, I think my brother wasn't coming home from Asia. My other brother was going to spend Christmas Day with his wife. And I think my parents were ill. There was some reason why they weren't going to co- come home. They, or they mm. weren't going to come here. And and I was like, well, look, I've always wanted to try a Christmas in London. I've always wanted to try Christmas with my friends. Because mm. at some point, realistically... I'm going to have Christmas with my friends because my parents are no longer yeah. with us. My yeah. brothers are living somewhere, you know, and I, I just, I'm just going to, rather than, you know, just me and my partner or whoever I'm with, we're just going to you know, go and hang out with our fine family. So I tried this. Mm-hmm. I had a good day, but it didn't feel like Christmas because mm-hmm. I was suddenly in someone else's house. It was my best friend's yeah. house. Um, and we were doing their traditions and we were doing yeah. things in their, in their order. And it was like, oh, this isn't how I'm used to Christmas planning. Right, I'm used to this happening, then this, then yeah. this, then this. And you're doing... It's so, you're much, doing, about, you're doing, it's so much about personal traditions as yeah, well. The yeah. way you feel connected to it. Yeah. I spent subject, that, that, Christmas, that Christmas Sorry. morning, I spent at my ex's house... I spent the morning with yeah. with his family and then went and had lunch or well dinner and that morning was equally like you're doing all of the same things you're just doing them in a different way yeah to how our family does it I couldn't quite like pin down is it are you being more formal less formal are you what like what's going on like even the fact that his mum asked if anyone wanted a cup of tea while we opened the presents and that is so alien to me for a number of reasons, one of which is that I don't drink tea, but mainly that my yeah. mother just asks for Buck's Fizz with not a lot of orange juice in it <laughs> from approximately 9.30 in the morning. Um, do you know what? Like, So drunk Christmas, I have to say, is alien to me because I don't do it. Right? So, so I don't like, we really. Uh, but well, I now get through family Christmases now by being like me and my siblings being covertly pissed from early on in the after, like early afternoon. Um, and that's now just an accepted part of it. But that's like this little throwback to like. I say teenage rebellion. We didn't do this when we were kids, but it's like we're adults, like pretending to be like naughty kids, yeah. sneaking off to like siphon off, and then that we kind of do that, and that's that's quite fun. The one thing I have found, so the uh, I'll end on the fringe benefits of homophobia. Go on. Uh, which is that I I am thirty one years old and I still get a Christmas stocking, and the reason for that is that my mother, uh, the rule that she has invented somewhere is that you get your kid a stocking in the morning, uh, which is like the little presents, and then we have the main presents later. Um, you get the stocking in the morning, and you're going to do that until your child gets married, and then it is their 
spouse's job to provide that for them should they wish which means that uh through the fringe benefits of homophobia i am still considered untethered so i still get a stocking as does my uh, as does my uh, sister as well uh so, so hold yeah, on a second that's, that's just yeah okay so because yeah. you and your sister are not married to, yes, to, to people you yeah uh, you get and because like and, and even though you know even when my mother knows I'm in a relationship she's still sort of it's still sort of you know the the, the aspect in which my mother consists, considers a gay relationship as being pretty kind of uh, flimsy uh, is annoying 99% of the year apart from the year that it gets me a stocking <laughs> fair <laughs> on that note next, next. Does your mother know? So it's Does Your Mother Know, and we are rounding things off. In the spirit of the season, does your mother know that you have dressed up as Santa for the purposes of hot sex? I haven't dressed up as Santa for the purposes of hot sex. I thought you had. No, no. Somebody once asked me to say ho, ho, ho during sex, but that was as far as it went. And did you? I did not. Did you? I did not. That's disappointing. Why not? You can kind of combine it in, like ho, 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 you ho. (sighs) Uh, uh, yeah, I can see why. Saying it out loud, I can see why he didn't say it. It's really hard to do. Would you dress up as Santa for the purposes of sex? No. Why not? For one thing. Like, I'm not asking you directly to do it for me. I, <laughs> I realise that sentence it, came out it did so sound, much more disappointed. It, why not, Pete? Yeah, why it not? It sounded quite demanding, and I'm very glad there is a continent between us. Um, I know, but if we know anything about Santa, he can cross that distance really, really fast. Yeah, no. I, uh... For a start, I have Why? I have dressed up as Santa once in general. Okay, um, for yeah. a this makes me sound so good. Uh, for a <laughs> uh, children's hospice Christmas party, I was. Oh, that uh, does make you sound good. I know. I brought I brought I brought a bit of happiness to uh, to a load of dying kids. Uh-huh. So yeah, so no, I I didn't I didn't. Why not? Why Why wouldn't you do it? Because first of all, it's not sexy. It is incredibly uncomfortably warm and scratchy, and I already have a fucking beard. Okay, I'm not putting an extra one on top. That is true. Secondly, true. you could be like young Santa. Oh, shut up! Oh, see, look, the... that came in organically. Yeah. That came in organically. Okay, well, this time. is the next point. It's not fucking organic. The reason that I didn't say okay. ho 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 to that person when uh, when he asked me was because it was like, well, yes. now it feels really contrived. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So, yeah. So th- I do enjoy the season when it starts popping back up on Pornhub, though. Well, yes. It's you- usually around about now. It starts showing up. The most dramatic of which I do remember is once watching uh, like some guy dressed as uh, Santa fuck, uh, inverted commas, elf, though he was an extremely chunky elf with uh, an extremely chunky candy cane. Right. Well, I think we've all learned quite a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't say I enjoyed it. I said I saw it. <laughs> you saw it long enough to remember details. The candy cane does tend to burn itself into the mind, <laughs> as I imagine it burns elsewhere as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't hand? think we have anywhere else to take. <laughs> no, 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 that would be um, ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, she doesn't know that because yeah. that never happened. That's a shame, isn't it? That's a shame. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could always do a bad Photoshop job. <laughs> much much like the uh, Brazilians. No, not Brazilians. Colombians. No. What? I want to tell that story. No. No, we're never telling yeah. that story. Does 
Yes, he's coming to dinner. Okay, so it is our final guest of this block, and we have got Stephen Fry. We have got, uh, definitely not actually called this, but Cardi B, the sodomite cardinal from something or other century. Oh, have you decided have that got... that's a, a legal issue for us to be calling them Cardi B? But I haven't investigated, but let's assume it's fine. Uh, cool. We have got Mel... Gedroich. We have got Gedroich. We have got JT Leroy. And we have got Graham Norton. Yeah. And I am rounding off things by bringing John Waters along. And if you don't know who John Waters is, then you need to be shot immediately. I totally know who John Waters is, but let's tell the listener. Googling, aren't you? John Waters is the legendary director of um, the films you're most likely to know him for are going to be Pink Flamingos and Hairspray, the original Hairspray. Oh, I've heard of Hairspray. Uh, Cry Baby. Yeah, maybe Cry Baby, Serial Mom. I love Serial Mom. Just known for making. There we go. (laughs) So he's tall, narrow, has a little pencil mustache. You will have seen him around. He's wonderful. But he is, you know, he's... Is he the creepy guy? Has he been an actor Yeah, he looks like a creepy guy. Yeah, yeah, he shows up in lots of things, and normally you're meant to go, oh, that's John Waters, but obviously that reference would have been wildly lost on you. Yeah, he's just wonderful. He is, uh, you you put me on top last week. Uh, I mean, there's a resemblance. Let me give you You talk uh, for a while. You put me onto it last week when you referred to Graham Norton as the Elder, um, and that's particularly because John Waters self-refers, but also has then just become known as the Elder of Filth, and he is the arch kind of like he just his whole thesis is around the idea that queer should just equal filth and transgression and all these kinds of things but he uh he just manages to express it in the most charming and logical way that just will have you absolutely on his side the second you hear him he's got several um amazing uh, stand-up is not quite the right word but some kind of um speech somewhere between speech and it's like a speech and comedy um that's amazing that's that's well worth watching and he's just brilliant and he's the person who you know brought us or brought Divine to fame as well. Um, and that's why we have Divine. I don't know why we have Divine, but why we've probably heard of Divine. And he's brilliant. He's also the person who, uh, the, the probably the most famous quote currently attributed to him that does the rounds, is uh, basically make reading cool again. If you take someone home and they don't have books, don't fuck them, which I like. Fair enough. He's just amazing. I would, he is, of all, he is someone I would love to meet, but I'm absolutely convinced that if I've ever met him in person, I would be utterly utterly incapable of of making words whatsoever um that's what i'm bringing and i think he would really spice up the party i think he would be the absolute middle ground that you want between finding uh between finding a sodomitic cardinal absolutely fascinating and uh and kind of being a little bit of a getting on his side and also uh bouncing very well off pretty much everyone else there i think he'd be a great addition Okay, yeah, he'd, pr- he, uh, he'd be fun. Have you seen, um, this is this is going to sound like a U-turn, it kind of is, probably cut it. Have you seen the Eating Out movies? Do you know I haven't? The mother in that is played by an actress who's sort of also famous because she's come out of John Waters films as well. That's why she's kind of casted it. She's like a recognisable gay kind of from that. But if you've not okay. seen them, they're awful and you 100% should watch them. Yeah, they're all, there's a decent what? number of them, isn't there? There's like six now, yeah. Yeah. Eating out, eating out sloppy seconds, eating out something or other, eating out drama camp, and then two more. Which I yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all basically meant to be like gay, gross art comedies. Not really, actually. Or like they're, gay they're American pie. Of, do you know what? I think we should, yeah, gay American pie is closer. We should watch them. They would make great watching because they would be really, they're awful, so they would make quite good kind of hate watches, but they're also really. The, the, the first one, the, the basic principle is that 
the straight guy really wants to bang this girl, but she has a long history of only shagging guys that are gay. So he t- pretends to be gay so he can shag her and dates her boy, her fag hag best friend, and then her, he kind of ends up getting it on with the fag hag best friend. And the fag hag best friend, sorry, the the gay best friend is the second hot gardener from Desperate Housewives. Uh, I have the, seen and this. They they recast him in the second one and there's also a big busty a little bit similar to Stifler's mom-ish and it starts with her having like a a rape fantasy he's pretending to be the builder I have seen that and then the second one reverses it around and they all have to pretend to be ex-gay because they're trying to shag a a gay guy who's trying to be straight so they're all pretending to be ex-gay they're genuinely much cleverer than they sound Um, Uh and I I really like them I think they would make good watching I did watch the first one and I didn't think it was worth watching the second one so the second one is stupider but and they learned that they needed to just recast it with lots of like like kind of muscly guys and it'd be really silly um, rather than the first one which was trying to be like a proper like proper comedy mm-hmm. not like a gay comedy and then yeah they're, I, I think we should watch the whole series because I presume they get increasingly terrible okay maybe that can be the next um, Puffs on the Tally okay anyway we got off topic so back to uh, we were talking about uh, let's say dinner so that's who I'm bringing I've got John Waters that's rounding off our party and I think it's going to be a smashing Christmas party okay Next. Next. Formative crushes. What's the next section? <laughs> You're going to tell us about your formative crush, which uh, I imagine is Santa. Okay. So formative crushes. It's not Santa. It's not a formative crush. That was just, that was not a thing. That's now a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Twitter. Twi- 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 well, I keep going on Twitter at the wrong time, and there's quite a lot of people on it at the minute. Can I just can I just uh, say? No, my- can I just put a shout out to your boyfriend? Um, this is coming out on the twentieth of December. I know that Matt's going straight to his family's house when he comes back from Egypt. So you've got about four or five days to get that Santa get suit. The Christmas outfit. Uh, sorted. Mm. I'll let you decide if you want to go Santa, Mrs. Claus, reindeer, elf, uh, and uh, and get a nice thick candy cane for him. Hook end. Anyway. Sorry. Formative uh, crushes. My formative crushes, uh, yeah, I'm afraid it's off topic, off off theme this oh, week. Oh, it's not Christmas. Uh, however, it's not Christmas themed. However, um, this did come up, also came up because of Twitter. And like, this well, this is what like a lot of the formative crushes I, I'm remembering are when I'm like, I see something come across and I'm like, oh yeah, I used to really like him. And, uh, and this one came up because I saw someone's erotic art of this person, character, which I have saved and we may be able to post on Instagram, but I don't know if we're allowed. And I think I, uh, this one is a little bit basic, basic, uh, basic bear bitch as well. But, um, and I don't think you're necessarily going to know who I mean when I say it, but it's Greg Grunberg. Not a clue. Um, do you remember Heroes, the TV show? Yeah. Was he the cop? He was the cop in Heroes. Though actually, mine precedes that because I'm hipster like that. Back to when he was uh, an alias, and right. then he was an alias before that. Well, he's in. He's in like uh, he's in lots of JJ Abrams stuff. He also shows up very briefly in the recent Star Wars as well. Oh, he is not here yes. as well. I resent that. Let me Google. Hold on. Tap 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 tap. I mean the Wikipedia page. No, incorrect. He's also in a band with called The Band on TV with uh, Hugh Laurie, who occasionally plays there and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he also did a film called Group Sex, which I haven't actually seen because everyone informs me that it's not as exciting as the name. Yeah, I'm going to guess that it's uh, <laughs> that's a big old letdown. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, uh, yes, it's a bit basic bear bitch. 
where there is basicness, there is numbers, and uh, there are plenty of people <laughs> who who like what was he called? Art Officer Matt. Somebody is Matt. Something Matt Parkman. Parkman. Yeah. Parkman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, he could read your thoughts. So, like, someone must have done the fiction, right? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. He could read your thoughts, yes. And he- As in someone must have written, yeah, someone must have written that story. He could read your thoughts. I don't know what you're talking about. Someone must have written a porno about that. Okay. Again, you sound quite aggressive um, <sighs> as if you really want someone to write that honestly you're very upset just that hyped. nobody <laughs> that nobody has um picked up your your stories about no, honestly, i'm just still hyperactive on an ice cream cake from the last episode oh, okay i knew we should have had a break anyway um okay so that's your formative crush can we make the next one not basic or can we, at the very least, Matt, can you just try... Well, I'm running out of formative listen, ones, I think. Listen, can you just try really hard? Can you do me a favour? Just really, this is my Christmas present. Mm. Okay? Can you just... Yeah. The next time okay, you do a formative crush, can you, no matter who yeah. it is, can you please not... Send you a picture first. No. Can you please not say... I liked him before everyone else did because that's what you've done twice now. I, di- but if I don't care. I know, I but don't it's care. so annoying because it's it's, it's true in both of these I cases. I don't care. Oh, I've just Googled and I've just noticed that he has a female spouse. It's all over. Next. In time. Okay. Uh, so it's back to confessions. We have no vetoes left. Uh, it has landed on question mark, which means we get to pick the category. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Which category would you like? What are the categories? Oh, right. Well, our category options are money, relationships, sex, uh, or family. There is also a career category, but we decided when we started playing this live that we weren't going to include that one so that we didn't have to talk about anything in that section. Okay. Uh, roll again. Let's see what it picks. Okay. We have got family. All right. Well, it's Christmas. It's family time. It's Christmas. It's fine family time. Very true. That's very true. Okay. So we have got... (laughs) This is nice. This is a nice roundup to, to one of our segments. The question is, what do you wish you could ideally tell your mother? Hmm. Um... Doing your first? I mean, you've a lot to tell her. <laughs> um, so I've actually, I've actually thought about this, and I, I've always felt like I want to explain to my family why I'm on the outside of it because I don't think they notice it. If that makes sense, it's not not that they don't know; they just think I'm not as part of it as 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 some of the other people in the family. But I don't think they understand why that would be. And if I could tell them anything, articulate anything, it would be why. To explain why me not being able to talk about my relationships as easily as my brothers or sisters do, why me not being able to explain this when they can do this, to explain why things like they would they would provide help to the, my married siblings, but not to me, even if I'd been with their partner the same thing. To explain why things like that put me on the outside, because I don't think they have a concept of the effect that that has, and how that would and how that has made me feel over the years, and where it's put me now. Mm-hmm. And where it's put me now is not in a bad position. I am happy with 
and the the length, the level of distance and the level that's all fine. Well, I don't think they see it. It's so easy to write off as the you know the youngest kid who I, I don't know. I think in some ways they just see it still as like a like a teenage rebellion, and like it's not. It's just it's my life, and I don't wish to. I can't share loads of it with them mm-hmm. through a combo of choice, through a combo of trial and error, through a combo of just not being able to explain it. And uh, I do wish in some ways I could articulate to them that. And I've thought about ways to do that because sometimes things come up and I'm like, I could say it now. I could explain why that is painful. Mm-hmm. And so much of the way my family works is that I cannot say things because that would be uncomfortable for my mother because that would be potentially painful for my mother. And it's never, ever a question of what if it's painful for you ever yes um but yeah please please bring the tone up now (laughs) um i mean what would i like to tell her well i mean i'd like to tell her a lot of things but i'd like to make her believe as in i'd like to tell her and for her to believe me whenever like i tell her that like i'm really proud of her and that Mm. she doesn't need to feel guilty um, like she she worked incredibly hard for all of our lives and you know she put food on the table and raised us and you know we, a few years ago we digitised all of the family videos and I put them on DVD um, and like there's like 50 DVDs um and so I had to go through them and work out what everything was and uh, and sort of uh, catalogue it. And so I spent like a couple of weekends just watching lots and lots of home videos. And we were dicks. Like, <laughs> genuinely, we, we were three loud, boisterous, opinionated boys with seven years age difference and full of energy. Mum worked a full-time job and then came back and... Like, I'm exhausted at the end of my working day. I do not understand how parents do this. I don't understand how you come home and then you have an entirely new job to do. I am so happy I will never be a parent because I do not have the patience for it. And I am patient. I am a very patient man, but I don't have the patience for kids. I don't have the patience. And But, you know, she, mum, mum has um, said to me that she regrets different things in her life of decisions that she made um, either when she made the decision or what the decision was and regarding um, me or you know the family in general and I just would like to tell her and have her believe that she doesn't need to do any of that because I am the product of all mm. of my parts and she is a big part of that and she mm. raised three pretty decent kids who were all sensible enough to leave Northern Ireland, um, which <laughs> I think we can all agree has enriched their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to end on a to end on a Christmassy note, though, and maybe to tie things together. So, I'm going to take that question one step further. Of all of the things that we have covered in Does Your Mother Know this season so far, if one of them had to come up at the Christmas dinner table and you had to admit to one of them in a few days' time, which would it be? Oh, 100% that I used to bang my my brother's boss. Oh, God, yes. No, I actually want you to bring this one because up because I really want you to tell the story about he mistook her for a lesbian. Yes. Because I want... Yes, I want, I want Because yes. she's involved. So I want I want her to be involved in it. Um, so that is... Yeah. 
If I was to tell her one thing, that would be what I would tell her. Can we set a mission, no. please? Please? No. Pretty please? No. What if I write a really good letter to you, Santa? If you take a video of you rolling up your sleeves <laughs> at the Christmas dinner table and looking straight in your mother's eye... It might come up this Christmas, so just be careful what you wish for. If, if I receive that video, I will consider it. This is not normally what the gays mean when they say they'll exchange videos. No, I know. But on that note... Uh, but <laughs> what I will also do uh, at Christmas is enjoy yeah. uh, enjoy full, full stretching and movement of my arms in a t-shirt because I've not covered yeah. my body in tattoos. I know, but still... We live with our mistakes, mm. as we can tell from all the. <laughs> so, <laughs> that as well. I need to take this out to an exit. I need to take this out to an exit. You just can so we just on that right. note, okay? Can we just no, can we just disagree? Can we just agree that the ice cream cake was a mistake? Because you have been a sassy yeah. bitch <laughs> since you ate it, <laughs> and I don't. And, and we can keep that in because I think I think the last hour and three minutes. Have been yeah. quite long for me. <laughs> They've uh, flown by for me. This has been my favourite. Yeah, episode. I, I look forward to the nineteen-minute episode that we that you edit out of this because <laughs> of all of the sass and all of the things that you've gone. We'll cut that bit out, but I, it was too much of a zinger not to put in. Yeah, this whole episode is going to come across like I was very introspective and talking about things because I'll cut all of the one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Okay. Anyway, so that is us for the episode. Out and next uh so that's our podcast and that's our year we'll be back in the new year uh 2020 with uh some more episodes Mm -hmm. from me happy christmas from pete merry new year i was really hoping you were going to go with ho 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 no no it didn't seem organic, much like we discussed. Um, no, did it not? That's a shame. Merry Christmas, everyone! I'll see whatever it may be. For I'll you. see at least three of you on Christmas Day around the table. <laughs> um, All of our listeners, yes, and maybe five of you, if with. if my parents are listening and they have uh, broken the ban on listening to the podcast, if someone has worked out, indeed, someone has taught them how to do it. But um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back in January. Uh, we will still not be in the same location, but uh, hoping that sometime in January we will be able to be in the same location and we can talk yeah. into the same mic and I can make Matt very uncomfortable by staring into his eyes. Uh, so yeah, so as always, a little Christmas gift um, for us from you uh, would be if you could recommend this to some um, friends, maybe some found family or over the Christmas period um, we you know there's there's 12 episodes now I know that a lot of people don't like to to recommend a podcast whenever there's not that many episodes but you know there's a solid like 8-9 hours worth of content uh, up and running and yeah so we'll uh, we'll be back in the new year so Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas and um, we're going to play out with a version of the carol that we mentioned earlier the inclusive version of God Rest You Merry Merry Gentlemen um, which, as there is currently no existing recordings of, we are presenting the first, uh, courtesy of uh, my host here in Egypt, uh, performing God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. God rest you merry gentlemen, let no ill dismay 
If you have any feedback or suggestions, please leave us a message on our socials, which are thevarietyshow.com, Instagram, The Variety Show, and Twitter at The Variety Show. Uh, our logo is by Tito Bravo, who can be found on Instagram at Bravo Artista. The music is by Purple Planet. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this podcast, please rate and review it. It really helps other people find the podcasts. See you on the next episode. Well done for fucking up the last line. Well, it's almost like you can edit it. I'm 5'11, I want my tree to be taller than me. Get over it, okay? <laughs> so you like your trees like you like your men? No, I like them the exact opposite to how I like my men. What, to stick around for more than one month? <gasps> <laughs> to be shorter than me. Ah, right, yes, sure. And reusable. <laughs> Use them every year whenever they come out the cupboard. <laughs> whenever I, you let them out. <laughs> and I adorn them with tinsel and glitter, shove a couple of yeah. lights on them, and then leave the mm-hmm. house.